This is a download from Newstalk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. John Shinners is one of Ireland's most successful painters. He was born in Limerick in 1950, where he still lives, and attended the Limerick School of Art for 18 months, where he was taught by its influential head, Jack Donovan. His big break came in 1984, when he won the GPA Emerging Artist Award, and now he's a member of ASTANA and the RHA, but is regarded as something of a maverick and shuns the social circle of high art, preferring a pint in his local pub, The Spotted Dog in Roxburgh in Limerick. He's married to Catherine, and they have two sons, Jonathan and Roger, and three grandchildren. And these are John Shinner's Musical Heirlooms. For people who probably know my work, you know, like big canvases and lots of black and grey, they're strong and they're powerful. You might call them dramatic and they're active and you know, you know, they put the fire in the blood. You know, Elgar puts the fire in the blood and that one particularly does in a way. You know. My father, like, you know, he, he was just a man of his times, you know. I'd speak to him every two or three years and then he'd fall out and then we'd talk to him another for four or five years. He, he asked me one time, I remember him, he says, uh, wh- why, when after a spell about two years not talking, he says, um, why um, are you interested in painting? I was about 17 at the time. And I said to him, you know, I mean, wh- wh- why, do, why do people climb mountains? talking about for another 18 months after that. He took that as a sarcastic snide response to his question, you know. People still said to me, well, wh- why do you paint, you know? And I says, well, you know, I'm good at it, I do it. This is just the way I am. I'm able to copy faithfully, I'm able to paint. I've always been interested in painting. I realised fairly on that he considered me total dunce. You know, my older brothers were always much cleverer than me and my younger sister, and I, I was a stupid one of the family. And I realised in a way that I was a precocious child that, look, at 16 years of age, shame, I said to myself, you're going to have to get on with your own life here, you know? You're going to have to step into the shoes. You're a man now at 16. So I went my own way, if you like. But I started in the art school very young, you see, I was about uh, 16. And uh, the teacher at the time, Jack Donovan, realised that I was... Uh, had a talent, if I was, uh, not wishing to sound immodest. So um, Jack caught me by the collar on Friday and dragged me into the life room. And of course, with the life model inside, you know. Uh, it was the first time I ever come across a naked lady, if you like, in a way. And um, except for a few other things that happened when I was younger. And um, of course, I did studies of this, it was fascinating. I rolled him up and brought him home, you know. I left him in the sitting room on the sofa. My mother found him the next morning. She said, oh, my God, she says, you're trying naked women on up at that school, you know. You know, she was just a woman of her time, in a way, of, you know, they had standards, moral standards, and this thing wasn't understood. 
that students need to draw from the model is they need to draw from still life, they need to draw from from um, the scenery, imagery around and what have you. You know, I mean, how the hell could Michelangelo have, have, have drafted out the figures for the Sistine Chapel without, you know, having the structure of the, of the body right? I mean, I, I, you couldn't hold me up to be a sort of an exemplary father going out to work every morning at nine o'clock and coming back and sitting down and watching television and watching soccer, you know, and then going to the pub on a Friday night. I wasn't like that at all, you know. So, I mean, I was, I was free and easy. So, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm no example to be passing on to young people at all, you know. I didn't want to teach them anything. I had to just get on with it. You know, if, if they're bold, what have you, give a clip in the ear when they're young, you know. But you see, I was normal, my father wasn't, you see, that's the problem. The thinking and uh, the, the attitude to life, in a way, in Ireland, and it must have been, but I wasn't around, I wasn't around in the 20s, of course, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Did they, I mean, did, you did exactly what your father did, you know, or you tr your father tried to make you do what he, what he did. And then the 60s came along, and I mean, and if you went, there were always a few independent thinking souls around, you know, some kids who didn't say anything, went about their business quietly, but didn't want to, to sort of be part of, part of that. I was one of those individuals, you see. You know, my, my, my father was, was just the same as any father, back, 50s father back in, in the 50s, you know. But of course, in my day, you see, life was, was what we call now much, much easier altogether, you know. I mean, I was blessed with my own self-declared independence, free of my parents, free, free of influences, free of, of any responsibilities. It wasn't that I was irresponsible. I just felt I had no responsibilities. So I just went on through life. I painted. People bought a picture here, people bought a picture there, you know. About 1983, then, things changed. Um, I, I, and at this time, you must remember, I was... I was 33 years of age, but I was I was still in no rush to go anywhere, you know. And um, I won a, a GPA award, which was a, quite a substantial amount of money at the time. And I just said to myself, look, this is what you, this is what I'm going to do, you know. Because I was unsuitable for any other type of occupation, you know. <laughs> Much is that dog in the window? <laughs> the one with the waggly tail. How much is that dog in the window? <laughs> I do hope that doggie is for sale. I'm well, you see, I, 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 was, th I was thinking about this, aren't Oh, I, I, you see, I'm a very good impersonator of animals. I was a very good singer when I was a child, you know. And I do remember one stage um, I was singing in a public house um, down by Porkley's. My father brought me in there anyway, and he put me up in the stand. So I, I used to sing uh, the, how much is the doggy in the window. And uh, you see, I throw in the bark, you know, after each verse, and it, was, it got a hilarious response. You know, so I just get lots of lemonade, and, you know, from the patrons. And um, that, that, that kind of um, stuck with me. When the grandchildren come along, I just revisited a guitar, if you like, and that was one of the first songs I picked up to knock them off to sleep. Good home. 
watches that dog in the window. The one with the waggly tail. How much is that dog in the window? Thanks so much to John Sinners. There is something about that song. Everyone here just cracks up every time the bark comes. Um, so look, two finally uh, texts. Why not compare the homes in Ireland with those in the UK at the same time, which were in the main run by Protestant churches and go to motherandbabyhomes.com for that. And MW has texted in, please tell your listeners that my family is adopted and I am eternally grateful to the birth mothers for their huge unselfish sacrifice in giving me a family. So that's nice. It is the other side of it. So thanks to my guests, to the team, Aoife Breen, Alan Regan, Jane Fallon Griffin and Peter Malloy. And thank you for listening. I don't want a parent that talks I don't want a bowl of little fishies He can't take a goldfish for a walk How much is that dog in the window? The one with the waggly tail Thanks for listening to this News Talk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.